You are now listening to Abstract Thought. This is a podcast where artists and creatives discuss some of their like business practice, creative journey, etc. And today, I'm sitting down with North Carolina's Jex. How you doing, man? Good. Very good. How are you, man? I'm chilling, dude. I'm chilling. I've uh, been a super big fan of your work for a long time. Um, not just fine art, but your graffiti stuff as well is super uh, clean cut and aggressive. And I, I, you know, from a graffiti standpoint, really like that stuff. Um, your portraiture and, and other fi- fine art related stuff is just it's phenomenal, dude. Um, it's really cool to see somebody who's, you know, not from L.A. or New York that's doing, you know, really big art things. So I think it's really cool you come from where you come from. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, dude. North Cackalack. <laughs> what's what's it been like kind of coming up out there? It, did, did you grow up in North Carolina or what's that kind of like? Yeah, I, uh, I moved down. I was born in like Northern Virginia and moved down uh, when I was, you know, a wee little boy um, uh, to Winston-Salem. And kind of that's where I grew up and got my whole, you know, started dabbling in you know, spraying and fucking shit up. And um, yeah, went from there, man. Did you like draw or anything like as a kid or did you have any art classes early on? Yeah. Yeah. My mom still has a, I think one of the first drawings I did in first grade hanging up. It was like me with like a fish on our pier. We lived on a lake and I used to fish every day. Nice. Yeah. It's um, not quite the quality that I uh, strive for these days, but um, yeah, I've been drawing and doodling. It's just been something that I can't escape from, you know, like it just pulls me in um, anything creative wise, just um, I'm music and, and art. It's just always been my path, not anything, you know, scientific or very um, huge money maker or anything. So my mom was kind of worried at the beginning, but she's she's pretty stoked where I'm at now, I guess. Yeah, man, you're doing some really cool stuff and, and have been for a while. I did uh I did a bit of a deep dive on your Instagram and scrolled back through as far as I could go because I'm like, man, what do like the early Jack stuff kind of look like? Um, it was cool, man, to see your progression and even to see how your graffiti's changed over the years too is super interesting. Yeah, I think I have some photos of the early, early, early stuff. Um, tucked away no no i think it's like the very first couple posts or whatever from like late 90s or um that's when i first like got heavy into it um what got you into like graffiti honestly um i've told the story before but it's uh it's kind of funny i was in the boy scouts and my troop was like kind of the skater punk you know derelicts and um we were always the ones who were like kind of getting into shit at the the i forget what you call them the camps and the the rallies and whatnots um but yeah i had a couple friends in there this kid um he wrote many names but i think he settled with iron um towards the later years of his writing but uh he got me into it and um I had dabbled with it, like just tagging under bridges and stuff, like stealing a couple of spray paint cans um, from my uh, stepdad's garage and, you know, just going to, you know, just mess whatever I could up. But um, as far as like graffiti as a culture and, and more dialed into what it's all about, um, that you know, came through the Boy Scouts and uh, kind of took control of, uh, you know, we were just skate around and, you know, bomb or tag or, you know, I wasn't doing anything substantial like piecing at the beginning, but um, I got hooked up with a couple, you know, the OGC, like your name around and then like you'll end up meeting them. And I got hooked up with, uh, evade um i think he's the boston evade but he was in winston-salem for a while and he kind of took me under his wing and showed me a lot of uh you know the the craft and um 
that really, you know, opened my eyes, like what you could do with a spray paint can and well, a few of them. And um, just the, the rawness of like, you know, painting where you're not supposed to be necessarily. And um, just the, the, the pure adrenaline I got, like anytime I painted and uh, you know, especially painting something going from, you know, a piece of paper or, you know, a small canvas in class, like that's the biggest thing you've ever done to like, you know, a 15 foot piece. It's just like, this is awesome. I want to do this all the time. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I second that and can relate. Um, it's, it's definitely huge that you have somebody who kind of took you under and showed you some stuff. Um, it's definitely when you're first starting out, it's really like mysterious and you're like, breaking rules maybe you didn't know were even rules or, mm -hmm. you know, I say rules like very loosely, you know, yes, there's not necessarily rules in graffiti, but at the same time, there's like a standard hierarchy of process, yeah, et cetera. Kind of government um, itself. Yeah. So like not knowing some of that and having some folks be like, yeah, maybe don't do it this way or maybe go about it this way. It, mm. you know, it, it helps progress you further and, and, and move you along quicker. Um, so when you said like, going from doing graffiti and, and painting something large from like a piece of paper, for instance, once you get to the point where you're doing like, let's say murals or commissioned gigs or something like that, what was that transition like? And like, did you get that same sort of rush or adrenaline or, um, you know, when you're sitting there rendering these highly detailed, you know, designs and portraits and stuff, what's the parallel to painting a, a graffiti piece like? Yeah. So, um a little backstory i so like i i got pretty in-depth in you know graph and and the culture of um graffiti as a whole it kind of took the place of boy scouts and then music kind of took the place of that so i was, did the whole music thing i played drums in a band and did that for like a decade or even longer so i kind of dropped the full on graffiti uh, mindset and went to music. Um, I would still bring some cans on like tour and stuff and catch tag here and there. But um, so I dropped. So uh, it was like a good long time um, of me not painting. And then um, I think it was like seven years ago, maybe six, seven years ago, I um, started getting back into it. And uh, a friend of mine, he's still a real good friend, a little brother, little tall brother. He's like fucking seven feet tall. Um, he, uh, Mitch, he writes Nors. Um, he offered me a, um, like a collaboration gig. He had been, um, doing commission murals for a while and I was bartending, um, bartending and working in like music venues and stuff was like the only thing that I could really hold down job wise, like when I was off tour or whatever. So, um, that was kind of the, the career I had, I guess, planned, um, for the time being, but anyways, he, uh, offered me to do this job with him and I went in and he wanted me to do, uh, like some statuesque, like, um, you know, realism, but he didn't know what I could do so far. So he was like, just, you know, do your thing, man. And, uh, <laughs> I, I tried it out and, uh, I thought I like knocked it out of the park. I was like, Holy shit, I can do this. This is dope. So once I found out that I could, you know, I had a knack for like recreating, not necessarily like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm the best artist. I was just like, I can recreate this photograph on this wall pretty damn good so that is what um kind of put a fire under my ass and i uh totally just shifted again from you know working and bartending to straight up like this is what i want to do um it's kind of burnt out on bartending at the time anyways um but it was very similar to you know when i first started painting um, graffiti, it was like a, a rebirth of that, uh, that feeling and, um, just, uh, going from not really having much, um, 
stimulus like in creativity and stuff for a while to like having an overload it was it definitely was the push i needed um to really devote like all my time to it so once i uh once i found out i you know had the niche um i was like let's let's go dude let's do more let's uh let's paint more and we came up with this uh collaboration called versus and he was very uh graphic design oriented and um i was the realism guy and i think it was pretty much like we saw like tristan eaton stuff and we were like oh my god this is the best which it still is but we were you know probably biting him a lot but um <laughs> that didn't last very long i um he uh you know i guess was doing it as a side job for a while and um i was just like so like um all about it that i just was like i, I want like more jobs so i kind of took on more work and like um we're still really good friends but uh it just like snowballed into me like wanting to paint um you know a harder subject or um I, this is before i got even into portraiture um i was like yeah what what else can i paint that's like super difficult and bigger i want to go bigger and um yeah and then uh i actually had a uh uh a friend pass away from drunk driving and um the bar well i don't think i was even asked to do it but i i i painted his uh a, a really funny picture of him on this uh, plywood and um i just had like the urge to do it and try it out and that was the first portrait i really did um uh you know full face portrait um and it was okay but i you know once you realize you can do it you're like okay let's take a step farther and um i always always thought that portraiture and like um you know even you know the characters and stuff and like uh graph productions and um that was like the kind of the, the anchor like the the main um idea and then everything else was like you know like the graffiti was the the, the second there part to like the main portrait to me and um you know now i feel like it's pretty much hand in hand because i'm i'm trying to devote as much time to both as i you know possibly can um i don't ever want to leave graffiti to just to do like murals and i obviously can't leave murals just to do graffiti because that's how i pay the bills but um yeah now i definitely uh devote just as much time you know if i'm not on a job and it's nice weather out and not raining i'm out in a tunnel somewhere with overt or grower and um painting so like it's just it's what i do man yeah i love that that's super cool that um you kind of took this kind of negative experience with your your buddy passing away and kind of spun it into something that you're you know expressing yourself creatively through you know painting on those panels or something and um yeah do you, do you think about that kind of pivotal moment as you do murals to this day or is it just kind of like far off in the background a little bit no i mean it's it's i it's all in my head like a bunch of like kind of realizations um and it happened every single time i tried to like step out of my comfort zone and that's when you kind of i think achieve a little more than you were expecting so um that's been my whole like model i guess from from then on um and like i don't anytime i get a job or whatever like i, I don't want to just do something just to make the client happy or do something like easy you know paycheck i want to you know be able to put it in my portfolio and like you know um 
Like if I, if I do a job and I can't like, you know, I don't want to, you know, post it or, or put it like in my, um, on my business account or whatever, like, I don't feel like it was worth it, even if it was, you know, a good paying job. Cause it's not like advancing me to where I want to be, you know? And it was, it definitely took a long time to be able to say no to certain things, you know, job yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's definitely a couple projects that it's just like, yeah, I did it, but I'm not like stoked on it. It just kind of lives in there's negative space. Been a few, but it's, you know, hopefully fewer and further between. Definitely. Yeah. Did you have any history like pre doing portraits or characters, you know, did you, did you go to like art classes in high school or did you attend like an art university or something to, to sharpen some of that or no, what's your history kind of like with testing those uh, things out? I took, I took some like AP um, art classes in high school, uh, AP portfolio, I think was the class. Um, and it was cool. It opened, you know, my eyes in different routes or whatever, but um, I'm purely self-taught, um, you know, at the beginning, I will say like, you know, YouTube and, and graph videos and, and everything. That's kind of the schooling that, I mean, if there was a technique or something that I was like super, you know, curious about, I would try to figure out how it was done or, um, but I think the best way for anything, um, craft wise, if you're like meant to do it is just to kind of learn it yourself and like you know certain tricks of the trade are taught to you by somebody that you know it's kind of passed down um and that's how it you know i'm about to be 40 and that's just kind of like the how i always was taught and, and viewed things you know like there's a lot of people that um online i'm sure you get a lot you know all the messages like what what cap is that what are you using in that how did you get that you know and um i don't know i feel like there's a lot of people just wanting shortcuts you know to the to the the, the solid work but it just takes decades yeah playing drums yeah man yeah speaking of drums do you still play? Like, is that something that you still frequent or is that kind of like a past passion that, you know, you can whip out if you need to, but otherwise it just kind of is like a, a, a nod to the the path. I can definitely whip it out if I need to, but it's, it's the drums are in storage. Um, I was playing. So like my main music career thing was with this band called bludgeon B L O O D J I N N. And, uh, they, um, they actually did some reunion stuff this last year at Furnace Fest and um, uh, they're, they reunited their like first uh, lineup, which is pre-me. Um, but yeah, that, that was the, uh, it was kind of thrashy metal stuff. Um, but uh, broke up a while and then like, I guess a few years ago, pre-COVID, um, me and my friends, some older friends, started a band called Night Sweats, and uh, it was more like activist punk, you know, fuck you to authority, and and um, it was really cool and fun. Uh, but COVID kind of, as many things, kind of made it dwindle into nothing. So bummer. But uh, so I haven't played drums in since COVID. Wow. Dang. I need to break them things out. <laughs> sure, sure. Would you say uh, music and some of your interests in that regard have any influence on either graffiti or your fine art mural practice? And if so, how? For sure, man. Um, I think just the 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 metal influence that I've always had, like kind of pushed me towards either the more, not necessarily morbid, but just darker 
um, you know, subjects and um, it, I don't know, just more edgy. Like I don't want to paint cookie cutter shit. I don't want to paint, um, you know, it's, it's kind of helped me think outside the box and I guess try to be as much, um, as a, uh, I don't know, just, I don't know how to put it. Cause I've definitely done some stuff that's reminiscent of what I'm, uh, saying I'm not doing, but <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It, it helped me. It pushed me towards like being a little more, I guess, unique. And it's funny. Cause like I'll post videos, um, like process videos or something with like, I'm a sugar song or like converge or something like that. And like people are like, what the fuck? Beatty's <laughs> supposed to have hip hop behind it. And I'm like, no, it doesn't, man. It does not. A lot of my uh, upbringing and friends in the scene were like, like uh, hardcore and graffiti kind of went hand in hand, um, which is always cool too. I still have a lot of hardcore friends that, uh, that you know, paint and, so it's always been uh, that side of things like hardcore and like super underground um, hip hop was kind of introduced to me at the same time. And uh, so it's definitely uh, I'm influenced by both of them. For sure. But, but more so metal, I would say. Nice, nice. Yeah. In uh, here in the Midwest, there's like a parallel to that for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like the previous graffiti generations like some of the first era of graffiti here it was really hip-hop focused there was a lot of like chicago parallel going on like as chicago's scene kind of blossomed it sort of took off but you know once my generation and some of the people above me started painting it was like yeah just hardcore kids a bunch of straight edge kids painting graffiti and so mm-hmm. it, it's kind of interesting the styles that come out of like these more metal influenced artists or writers if you will yeah um, what would you say in North Carolina? Like, I mean, I don't, I've only visited there a few times, so I don't know per se, like what the art scene or kind of state of art and murals is like there. But um, when you started doing some of your murals, were you kind of going against the grain in some way? Or like, what was some of that process like trying to develop your sort of style and the things you do and also build clientele, et cetera? Like, was it hard to sort of get the ball moving and, and get the, get the snowball building? Yeah. So I like, um, I was super like naive and novice. Like when I started, um, you know, doing the large format murals and, um, uh, didn't really know a lot of, um, there was just so much to learn, um, the business side of things and like, you know, going from graffiti and stuff to, learning the the ins and outs of you know murals and how in certain cities it's very cutthroat um on like getting jobs and people undercutting and not charging enough and um there's a the way i saw it um when i first started was like Asheville was like the graffiti hub um you have all the there was like mom's crew there's um lord's crew um crew uh it's just like all a lot of the um the writers that you know i thought well still do um and just had tremendous respect for that's where they were so um like Asheville was the hub the graffiti hub and then charlotte was like the mural hub Cause there's so much money in Charlotte. It's a banking capital. It's a extremely fast growing city. So there's just like a huge demand for it. So, um, Matt Moore was a huge inspiration for me. Um, uh, when I first started, um, I just kind of took him as like, you know, you're the top notch dude. Like what can I learn from you? Um, and he gave me some, some ins and outs and, and, um, you know, even offered me some, uh, some work and stuff. But, um, during that time I'm painting stuff, you know, in Greensboro and, 
um, starting a little bit of a scene. There is a, a contractor or a developer here uh, by the name of Marty Kodis. He does a uh, Kodis street art. Um, now he uh, basically was bringing in all these uh, top notch uh, artists from all over. You know, he had people kind of under his wing that were telling him who to bring and stuff, but you could tell he had like a huge interest in, uh, you know, street art. And I wouldn't say necessarily graffiti, but just the, the ruggedness of, you know, uh, you know, wall art per se. Um, uh, and so he started bringing in all these people and there was kind of this buzz about it. I was super stoked because like, every once in a while, um, I'd have like a artist that I, you know, worshiped come to town and paint a mural. And I'm like, holy shit, this is Greensboro, dude. Like, out in, it's a big city. It's like, I guess close to 300,000 people, but it's not huge and, uh, definitely doesn't have like a raging art scene. So like the fact of these people coming in and stuff, like I met Doe's, uh, Adnate, uh, Berlin, uh, Mears, Sloke, like all within like a couple of years of me starting. And it was just, uh, it was sick, dude. Um, That's crazy. Just being able to watch them work and like just shoot the shit. I'm kind of shy. So like, you know, I, I don't like bugging people when they're working, but, uh, you know, fortunately a lot of them were very, uh, like Marty would introduce me as like, you know, here's a, local artists up and coming uh he'd love to chat with you and stuff so i'd have like that shoe in but, nice but yeah i definitely learned a lot of stuff and over the last um few years greensboro has like kind of just popped off between my work and a lot of uh, other mural artists that are um just busting ass out here um but yeah it uh I think last year Greensboro was like in men's men's health magazine as like is one of the top 10 like street art destinations in the US. Crazy. Or yeah. In in that tiny span. So like I will say CODIS has done a huge um huge part of that. Um but yeah, dude, uh North Carolina has really I think got some incredible talent and um, I'm super fortunate to be, you know, in the, in the, the growing scene that we have, you know, kind of helping it take shape. Yeah. That's really cool, man. I, I didn't know any of that history. That's awesome. It's, uh, I definitely like to visit and see more stuff around out there. Um, and yeah, I, I've been following Marty for quite some time and I've seen some of the projects that you and him and, um, a few other artists have done and it's it's crazy man I, I think originally i didn't know what cities some of those were in so i assumed they were like i don't know new york or somewhere like yeah something like that and then when i find it's like oh north carolina no way man yeah it's so cool greensboro is cool man there's a it's not to the point where there's like street art tours and stuff like that but um you know if you take a drive down battleground um you know there's murals on both sides of the road all the way down that's a large portion of um codis property um and he uh really if he has a property he looks at it as like a canvas as well it's it's, it's awesome that's so cool especially to like befriend somebody like that who has the ability to you know push art along like that's super cool um and I've, I've really liked some of the projects you and him specifically have done. Um, that like the one that you did that has like the apple and the snake in the hand on yeah. the Eden building, man, that one was really cool. How long did that one take you? Uh, it was, I mean, it was a real like simple um, composition. You know, there was no background. It was just black. So it was a lot faster than um, you would think, but. I actually had to go, I started it and then had to go out of town um, for a, 
another job or a festival and then come back, back and paint it. So it took a few weeks, but it probably all in all like seven, seven or eight days. Um, but that was, that was fun. That was a whole project that he had too. He, he owns, uh, he bought this, uh, giant, uh, shopping complex in Eden and just had the mindset, oh, I want to turn it into an art gallery, um, a street art, you know, open air gallery, um, per se. And it was pretty, pretty funny coming from the Bible belt in a very small town, uh, in Eden, um, and having all this like kind of religious oriented, your take on religious oriented orientation and, there was a lot of very scared um, kind of um, ultra Christian people that <laughs> there's this one, I want to give her a shout out. I don't, I don't know her name, but she went around and um, filmed everybody's piece and described how the piece was tied to Satanism and how um uh, we're pushing Satanism on like the whole town and it, it was hilarious. Um, oh, no. she didn't do my piece, but she did a lot of other pieces and like the doodle grid that people were using. She said that was all, um, like satanic, um, tablets and, and, and designs and stuff. It was, I'm going to show you the link. I'll send you the link after this, but it, oh man, you gotta check it out. It's that's, that's wild, man. I imagine it's, you know, just from hearing you explain it, it's like a, it's like a relatively smaller town per se. So these massive artworks are like, you know, e even regardless of religious affiliation, just having massive pieces of artwork painted in your small town, you mm -hmm. know, it's something that's going to garner a response regardless. So the All fact that it wants to, like yeah, like, did, like in over a span of a month, he had like, I think 30 something artists come and, and paint. So like, yeah, yeah, for people to see people that, were like, what the hell? Yeah, but a lot definitely. of them, um, a lot of them just love it. Like it, it had a first culture shock um, initially, but uh, you know, I still get tagged in um, dudes like with their cars in front of the 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 um, golden apple piece, and uh, so I think it's it's uh, definitely welcomed now that they understand and kind of get the vibe and get well, that it's not the the coming of satan to take over their town yeah was it marty's idea to kind of given that the town is named eden and has this kind of biblical backing to it to try to do artworks that are relatively in a similar language to some of the conversation yeah. out there so yeah the whole project i think um was called uh instead of garden of eden graffiti of eden or something and um i could see how that could rub a few folks the wrong way yeah so you know but that's how marty is he's like he you know he definitely isn't walking on eggshells you know with his commissions and stuff like that he you know art's supposed to make an impact and whether it pisses you off or makes you cry like it's doing its thing you know and um but uh, yeah, so he, he definitely did that. He didn't let anybody really go overboard, but he wanted people to express their kind of their view um, and their take on kind of that story and uh, without, you know, putting too much uh, religious, you know, symbolism in there, just kind of like, I don't know. It, 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 it seems rub some people the wrong way but um yeah it seems like a very tough line to dance you know yeah. like it's it very easily could go one way or the other well, that's marty for you <laughs> <laughs> hey I, th I mean i think it's cool he, that he, it. he, he takes he, the the drive to do something like that a lot um, of people man, would just steer away dude, from something that dude has the vision so much like it's crazy the projects that he talks about doing is just it's mind-boggling he's a He's a true, um, a lot of the, uh, the muralists that come to town and stay and paint and meet them and know them and hang out with them, call them like the, the unicorn of like, you know, um, 
people who commission art and like curators and he's just it's crazy he like he'll ask you uh when you first uh start talking to him and you know if he's interested in commissioning you he's like what's your what's the what's your dream mural or what what's the craziest thing you've ever wanted to do and uh at one point he uh, bought a fire truck to load it up um with paint and spray a wall with it it's crazy man that dude's, that dude's a, a hoot that's wild man that's super cool that there's a guy out there that, that does that who's just down to commission cool projects and i i bet being an artist having someone say like hey what's what do you want to do you know I'm, I'm down to fund it whatever that is let's make it happen exactly. that's huge he's the man dude you know um every every town that has a you know somebody doing big things and with big visions and making waves obviously there's a lot of hate um from you know certain people uh especially with developers and stuff that are making you know i guess well gentrifying certain areas and stuff um and making it the city really grow like he he has a, a lot of people who give him a hard time but um from where i stan he's really helped my career blossom and and other art artists uh you know do things that they would never ever be able to do which is fucking awesome so yeah that's super cool man and at the end of the day like it's just paint too like yeah i mean it just it kind of cracks me up how people will get enraged over just like art on a wall it's like bro oh, dude, okay let's just paint it gray again and pretend like I don't know it's just i'm not going to get into the, the, <laughs> the this the actual um ethics of happen, happenings but like i i i there was a small group very small group of people um in greensboro that tried to have me and me and marty canceled and they uh went as far as to put uh, a mural that i had painted on a front of a newspaper a publication out here and just wrote it just scathing uh article on it and it it, it was crazy but all that's that wild shit, yeah it's people really lose their shit over over some some paint <laughs> that's unbelievable dude that's yeah. that's it's a wild time we live in man um yeah that's why i try to st i stay away from like representational stuff for the most part I'm um, yeah. not 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 directly to avoid, you know, the discussion of things being represented that are real in the world, but um yeah, that's a battle I I I admire you for taking on and, and uh it, you know, painting popular figures. Like I'm sure there's a lot that comes with that cuz people identify with that yeah. stuff very strongly. Dude, it it's it's very hard like what no matter what you paint, um especially if it's figurative like somebody's going to find something negative about it. But um, I think as long as your heart's there and you're, you know, do it in good form and, you know, really make sure you're not being problematic, um, then, you know, then you're completely fine, man. And, you know, I've learned that uh, research is very heavily needed for anything, you know, history wise and stuff like that. And it's, you can't just slap something on the wall without knowing what you're slapping on the wall so for sure and i think with your work as well like i mean even if it's something like let's say i hate a specific you know famous person or i hate this actor or i hate this rapper or this musician you come to my town you paint a mural of said person sorry but you can't deny like dude that's painted flawlessly. Like, even if you don't like it, like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like it's rendered properly. The shadows, the lighting, everything are on point. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's something that without question, regardless of context, like the dude's back, you know, I'm sure you're out there cooking in the sun for weeks on end, rendering, you know, every skin pore, every fleck of hair, eyebrow, everything like. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, it, uh, it, I appreciate it. It, it's, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, just 
regardless of who it is, I'm going to give it my, uh, my all, but, uh, it's definitely been, you know, kind of hit or miss sometimes with these commissions. Cause a lot of like what people don't understand is a lot of the, uh, the larger murals, like very few of them are literally just like me paint. They're all, they're mostly commissioned. So it's somebody's idea. Um, and that comes to me and, you know, wanting me to either be their paintbrush or, you know, honor this person or, you know, and that's a route that I kind of accepted early on. Um, uh, and, you know, have strayed away from it as much as I can. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of, you don't want to be that guy that just, you know, paints people that were loved that passed away, you know, like, but anytime somebody that is beloved does pass ever since the beginning of when I started painting portraits, I have hundreds of requests, like and people hitting me up like, yo, you got to paint this person, like, please, please, please. And, um, you know, some of them, I'd rather paint somebody that's alive and thriving. Um, but you know, some of the pieces that I have painted, like really, really helped the, the local community and, and friends, whether it's, a uh, you know, a famous person or, or a local person that, that passed, like it's really, it's, it's a different kind of feeling, um, you know, to paint something that's like, has that much, uh, impact really on, on people like healing and, and being able to, you know, connect with someone that they loved. And it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of ups and downs and pros and cons, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I see the good and, and what that can bring. And, um, some of them, you know, become like, huge cultural landmarks man like and i don't know um it's where really do, cool to see that where do you like draw the line on something like that like you know is it kind of like a project to project basis of you know is this something i want to take on at this time or do i have some sort of connection with this person at all from your perspective or you know yeah. how, do, how do you say yes and how do you say no it's a it's a mix um of you know, like what I feel um, personally, you know, to this subject or, um, or to the person. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's countless people that like when uh, that um, X 10, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that guy. When he like passed, like probably more than I've ever been like hit up to paint. And, you know, like I just, I didn't really have any interest in, in doing that um, just from what I had known about him. And, it, it, you know, there's just, you know, it, it's kind of hard to. Cause you're uh, tied to that person. You paint that person. It's like, oh, well, you know, well he approves of whatever this person is or does yeah, or represents so. or. I mean, not yeah. to say that you're tied to that per se, but like, yeah, you probably have to be somewhat calculated with some of the folks that you choose to do. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard too. like, I don't want to take it as a commission, you know, like I don't want to, you know, make, make money off it. Off somebody's passing, but you know, there's, there's time that goes into it. So most of the ones I paint or I have painted, um, you know, are definitely on my own time and, and, and dime. So, uh, there's been some commissions, you know, but yeah, it's, uh, I'd rather paint somebody that's, you know, rocking and rolling now while they're still alive and celebrating them before they, uh, they pass, but being a portraitist, um, and portraiture is what I do. So I'm obviously, going to be approached um anytime there's a big loss 
you know, mm-hmm. to honor that person. So some people understand that and some people don't, but, uh, you know, I've seen the, the impact good wise that it can make and it far outweighs some haters, you know, and that's and cool. People, so do you, I guess I'm trying to find out how to phrase this question. Given that you're self-taught and given that you've developed some of these processes for murals, given the doodle grid and utilizing techniques like that, you know, all of that stuff is super new, super fresh in terms of, you know, applying artworks massively. Like, I don't, I don't think Michelangelo used a doodle grid, right? But, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the process of applying large scale artworks and even just portraiture in general does have a dense history and you know, classically goes back hundreds of years in terms of the development of art. Um, is is that an area of interest to you? Like some of the history of art and some of these like famous portrait artists and like, is that stuff you've studied before? Or is it just kind of like, yeah, it's a part of the past. It's cool, but you know. No, I, I have tremendous respect for, you know, the history and what's created, what's now. Um, as far as my like knowledge of history in the past um, and a lot of, you know, classic artists, I would say is, you know, minimal. I never really took any of those classes besides basic what they teach you in art class in high school, which is pretty much, you know, an easy whatever you call it, credit or whatever for most people um but yeah i mean i i've always kind of just studied and and looked at what i like so um if there's a you know a, a writer that um i was really like into then i would you know definitely check them out but um i'd say as far as history goes, like, uh, yeah, I'm probably not the most knowledgeable. That's okay. In, in, uh, specifics and stuff, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I just, I was curious just because your art is playing a, a massive role in like contemporary muralism, um, you know, realism murals, like that guy who I think his Instagram is like smug one or something. Yeah. He does like insane portraits and stuff. And like, I just feel like, you know, the street art happening is a major cultural and art developmental like thing that's happened. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, sometimes as an artist, I try to reflect on like kind of what, what that experience is like, given all the previous history that's happened, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like your works could be compared to, you know, the Renaissance greats in terms of application, you know, contrasts, like lighting, texture, like there's so many techniques and stuff you're utilizing on a daily, on a daily basis, rendering these things that, you know, I feel like a classical painter, you know, who's worked in oil and stuff, they could, they probably would be speaking a similar language in terms of how you render some of this stuff. Well, I don't know. It might be cool to to look into some of that. I, I don't know if, yeah. Art history classes are of super interest to you. I know for me, art history classes were mad boring, dude. Like I full on was <laughs> yeah. not having a good time. Nap time. Um, yeah. But there's a few classes I took where I was like, oh, like today, what we're learning about is actually like mad interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Just was wanting to pick your brain, see how that kind of is on your perspective. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think there's a huge difference in, in the greats and then somebody that, you know, just kind of looks at a photo and recreates it, which is unfortunately a lot of the times what I do, but I'll, I'll, I'll edit the photo and, you know, change some of the, the, you know, all the lighting and stuff and, and make it fit the composition. But in the, in the simple dumbed down version of it, you know, like a, a lot of the main parts of what I'm painting is, you know, from a reference photo and whether I took the reference photo myself or, you know, I, um, asked to use it or whether I found it on Google, um, it's, you know, it's more so, uh, 
you know, recreating and making it my own, but I couldn't paint, um, you know, if I just had a, a few cans and somebody just said, go to that wall and do a master portrait, I'd run away. Yeah, I feel that same, same. I could paint some letters. What is your, do you feel like you have like a newfound appreciation for graffiti given that like you spend so much time doing these portraits and illustration things that like graffiti is part of that, like escape, you know, you don't have a client, you don't have anybody telling you what rules to do. And, you know, at least for me, that's, I kind of feel like it's, it's quite a release. Yeah. So that's my only true, like, besides like music and stuff, that's my only true, like, pure expression like most of my pieces I, i'll freestyle i'll pick the color palette at the crib and you know but it's all like very um on the spot and and it just comes out and you know that allows for a lot of failing but you know it's it's learning what works and what doesn't and I love graffiti so much because there's you're, there's not a certain thing as a perfect piece. There's always something that can be better. And um, there's a lot of failing. So it just makes me want to try harder and harder. And I, you know, at the beginning, I, you can see like the progression I've had uh, with, with letters per se. Um, I feel like as, you know, gotten a lot of more, um, uh, dialed in in the last uh, couple years but uh yeah at the beginning I'd like I had no confidence whatsoever I just knew that I liked I loved painting graffiti and, and um you know I could make a clean piece whether the letters were whack or um you know the 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 colors weren't really working um I'd make it super clean and that's something I've always like strive for and, and kind of been, I guess, known for is, you know, whether or not it's like the dopest piece, it's, it's squeaky fucking clean, dude. Definitely. Cutting back lines, et cetera. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Razors. Um, but no, I like, I, I, in the past couple of years, I've um, really like kind of, come to the the conclusion that I I do love I have a love for um you know graffiti uh so I I can't neglect that and um I really need to pursue that art form as much as I am you know making a living so any like I said earlier like any time that I'm not on a job I'm and and you know it's paintable weather outside I'm I'm out painting it just um i sometimes have to drag these dudes to you know paint with me because there's only like there's only like a handful of writers um well piecing writers um around here and so if uh if those three people can't paint then i'm going solo but uh nice. yeah dude that's what's up, man. Do you feel like, um, I'm trying to think of like a way to ask this. Um, do you feel like your graffiti and your like mural practice will kind of morph somehow in the future or like, I, yeah, I think you've, you've done some where they're kind of both in there in, in some way, um, right? I've, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. I don't necessarily feel like it's going to be letters and you know portraiture combined per se i've tried to do that and you know it's it's still um far from like what i envision i, I don't know there's always like for any artist to strive to to create your own path and to like have your own niche and and your own coin style um and that's something i've always uh struggled with um but 
I think that's coming more with uh, what I can do in realism. So I don't per se, it's, I don't think it's going to be like a combination of, but I think it's going to be like me taking my realism elements and applying it to the graffiti. So like, you know, hmm. um, not necessarily like 3d style pieces. Um, but I don't know, like, I you have a you have a lot of like lighting and shading knowledge up cooking in your brain with portrait yeah, yeah. all the time. You're well, like, man, this graffiti stuff's pretty simple. <laughs> so with no, no so <laughs> my favorite style that I've seen and like I've I've always wanted to try it without biting um and just kind of take do my own take with it is like Ewoks, like organic, like application to his letters it's i think it's the most unique thing i've ever seen and i i love it to death and so i've always been like kind of obsessed with trying to figure that out but not blatantly you know using him just as inspiration but that's something that i could see myself like kind of um you know kind of using the same kind of a uh, realism application to it but i don't know it's it anytime i try to think about blending the two it just it's one of those things it's going to happen when it does yeah don't um, force I, it i can't force it so that's cool man i i, I can respect that a lot because like you also don't want to just like commercialize or like you know try to pull money out of like utilizing graffiti per se probably like you, you probably enjoy that it's rooted in like you know, the classic history of graffiti and, and don't want to be like a, a sellout per se, just doing graffiti murals for the rest of your life. Right. No, I mean, well, I mean, shit, if I could get paid for just paint graffiti, <laughs> Oh, I'd be, I'd be loving it. But, uh, no, it's, I don't know. I've, I've always had that, that mindset, uh, and, and love for the, the classic graffiti structure and, um, you know, so like, anything like super new school is uh it's got to be the right combination and right thing for me to really like dig truly but uh yeah that ewok style was uh it just insane to me and um but i'm i've always been just like the you know abc style you know classic graffiti you know piece structure um, I love that though. That's, I, th I think you're close enough to New York and like the East coast ish that some of that rings through in, in some of your style, which I, lo I love to see that like regional styles have kind of somewhat gone away, you know, with the internet and accessibility to the entire world of graffiti. So seeing some classic like freight based solid structure is super refreshing to me. I, I love that kind of stuff. It's the strive, the strive for the funk. Yeah, I have the, the funk in your letters, man. Definitely. Um, one last question I had before we go. I was curious. I sent you, I think, a direct message when you were doing a mural of like a T-Rex. And like he had like so much texture on his face and like the background had a bunch of texture and stuff. And I was like, dang, dude. Like, I, I guess I asked myself in my head if I was Jax, which I'm not would I reach a point where I am tired of just like pain, painlessly rendering like so many details of like a T-Rex's skin or something like do when you're doing these complex projects, like, do you get tired of like rendering stuff like that? Like, and is that where graffiti is kind of your escape or, you know, what, where are you at with that after no, doing them for so I, long? I am completely obsessed with like, if I have a super 4K, you know, ultra high definition reference photo, I'm gonna get in there and I'm, it's gonna be a way, way better piece than if I just have this like kind of screenshot blurry shit that a, a client gives me that they want painted like, um, so like my attention to detail is what sets me apart. So I'm kind of obsessed with that detail. So 
when I go in, like all that tiny rendering and pores and stuff, that's what like, yeah, I look for in a reference photo. And because I know the more information I have, um, photo wise and like, you know, is, um, I can, I can really translate that on the wall. It's not going to be perfect, but like, I think where I shine is having all that information and then me applying it to the wall. And like, there's just that transfer of information is, uh, I don't know. I, I guess that's what sets me apart, I guess, from some other artists. Um, I don't like cutting corners or like rounding the edges. I like to make it exact um, as much as I can. And there's definitely a, a medium between like, I'm working on this canvas now and like, it's uh it's for a, I got a commission after I posted the uh, overlay of these two skulls because um, I wasn't selling that one. And uh, I'm doing this one now and uh, it's like 10 times more detailed and well i used a different skull i have this i bought this skull from um uh this guy uh scourge something something on but he he, he has like this skull shop and he does all these like um has a skull like, shop <laughs> he makes literally human skulls for a living and he sells real skulls too those are super expensive but yeah i got what, this what a time to be alive hey dude I that's mean, awesome there's a demand um but yeah i bought this dope skull foam and i've been using it for reference photos but like i'm definitely gonna buy one that's got a little less uh details and information um because this one's taking me forever dude and once i once i um show it i think you know there should be some some uh drop drop jaws i hope man because i spent some damn time on this thing but that's uh, awesome dude yeah dude but the the back to what you were asking the the more information i can you know pull from the photo and and put it on the wall the better it's going to be and um so i don't i don't necessarily get tired the only thing i get tired of is fucking hair dude i hate hair like facial hair is fun because it's just little, you know, little chips, but dude, long flowing hair is like the bane of my existence. And I, it's so hard, especially like when you're on a lift and, or a ladder, um, you just, can't just a do long, a long, a long continuous, like line with flow and everything and keeping the, the diet, uh, the, the thickness of the line, like consistent is just, dude, that's um, crazy. Hair is the worst but what's your favorite portion of portraiture to do eyes maybe definitely the eyes uh the nose is really fun uh, the lips are always it depends if it's like a good like i love female lips because there's always like a little bit of a gloss on it usually and like they're voluptuous a lot more than than men's usually and um but eyes are just you know they're the the titties of the face man they're the they're the windows of the soul and there's so much information in there and um the, i could spend like hours and hours and hours more than i needed to on on eyes but it's the it's the thing i go to first on every mural um i always paint the eyes first and then you know follow through with the rest but that's awesome man definitely shows i mean some of the reflections in those are just gnarly dude like yeah. full-on looks like a photograph Dang. it's always fun adding colors too like if you're doing full color like because there's like if you look zoom in on a on an actual iris it's just insane amount of tiny little bits of color and and uh, weird connected tissue and stuff. So like you can really go ham on it. I haven't had a chance to do like a giant eye. I've always kind of wanted to, but. That'd be crazy. Yeah, just go gnarly. Hit up Marty. <laughs> hey, dude. He'll probably hear this and be like, all right, project. Let's do it. Right up. I'll do the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, come on. 
Oh, he has a, by the way, um, for all your listeners, um, he has, he built this barn on his property. Well, it was an existing barn, but he turned it into a art loft, an artist loft. So he has like half of the barn is like, you know, enclosed. It's a, it's a house. Uh, it's got multiple rooms. It can like sleep, like I think 15 or some crazy number, multiple bathrooms, like, a an office with printers and laser cutters and all this. It's basically designed for like an artist to come and stay for however long. And like just, a residency. Yeah. Um, well that, but I mean, obviously you wouldn't be painting the barn because it's already painted, but, uh, there's like a spray room and that's what I use, um, as my like studio nice area, but, um, it's got a fan that sucks it all the, the fumes out so I can paint there all day. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. So that's another part of when you get commissioned by him to come to town, you get, you, uh, stay in the barn and it's just, it's just sick. That's so cool. Does the barn have murals on it? Yeah. Uh, Damien Mitchell did this dope one on the front of it with like this dude facing a bunch of, uh, like riot police. And he's got like two cans with, um, you know, flames shooting out of them. Pretty cool. And then there's some graffiti on each side, but um, it hasn't been really painted in a while. Nice. But uh, he has this thing called uh, Barn Bombers. <laughs> I saw it was pretty funny, but uh, whenever he usually has people stay in like kind of like groups. So like he'll, he'll bring in like four or five artists at a time. Um, it just adds for more of a fun kind of summer camp atmosphere at the barn. And, but, uh, he'll do like, it's like 15 minute, you get 15 minutes to paint like speed painting. Um, and then he'll hang up all these canvases. So he has like countless canvases from all these artists, um, local and from far away hanging up everywhere. So it's, it's dope. That's so rad, man. That's definitely a cool place. Yeah, I'll have to check it out when I come down there sometime. Definitely. Well, Jax, I appreciate the chat, man. This was fun. I definitely have had these questions in my head for a while and was curious to hear some of your take on it, man. So yeah, thanks Thanks for coming on, dude. It was a a blast. Pleasure talking to you, man. Hopefully we can uh, link up in the future and rock something out. Definitely, man. Those tunnels look like a blast. I need to get those like gator things or whatever they're called. The waiters? Waiters, yeah, gators. You gotta get waiters. You come to North Carolina, you gotta have some waiters. I get some of them waiters, man. Get some of them Water. waiters. Water's running quick down here, brother. Be getting that crick water in your <laughs> britches. Crick water in the britches. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Um, I think that concludes the podcast. Right on, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, dude. Mm-hmm.